following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Very tired Paul Pascrillo, founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... Also a relatively tired editorial writer, VLordGTZ. Now see, that's your fault, because you do too many podcasts. Yeah, it is. I, I have no one to blame <laughs> but myself. Me, I'm just having a new kid and I'm going to die. So, um, anyways, continue. <laughs> we debated a little bit on what the topic should be this week. We've got some other things planned that we couldn't quite roll out soon enough. So, uh, here, here, here's an old topic to dust off that I don't think we've ever really explored on this podcast, despite having over 350 episodes. And that would be, uh... Kind of underrated, less talked about shows that aired on Toonami. Mm-hmm. So some we, of them you'll we, recognize, but some of them you may not recognize. I we're we're preaching to the choir here. I'm sure none of these shows will be unknown to our regular listeners. <laughs> but I hope so. It's it's nice to you know remind folks of some of the more obscure or less appreciated shows that aired on Toonami that were genuinely good and should be checked out if they're still available somewhere. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do here. Uh, we each have uh, about three picks, and then we are going to go with a lightning round of stuff from people who responded on Twitter. So thanks for responding, and uh, hopefully... It'll be an interesting conversation. <laughs> we we should talk about real quick first that a certain show uh, showed up on uh, showed up on Funimation, but hasn't shown up on the block yet. Ah, uh, yes. Well, one might say that Megalo Box is a bit underrated. <laughs> and uh, yes, Megalo Box season two Nomad has just been announced for a simul dub that will be on Funimation's website. It actually, the first two episodes are up currently. By the time you hear this podcast, maybe more than that will be up. So, yeah, I'm not really sweating this because with the way simulcasts have been lately, simul dubs in particular, can we even call them simul dubs at this point? <laughs> Quick dubs. Let's call them quick dubs. Uh, they, uh, they're they not exactly consistent. So it, if this show hasn't shown up on Toonami yet, I'm not seeing that as a sign that it won't. More so, I think they just need a little more time before they can pick it up. Which, you know, Promise Neverland's ending pretty soon. By then, they'll probably be be four or five episodes so nope 
Replacing the Promised Neverland will be Yasha Hime starting June 26th at 1 a.m. Food Wars will be moving down to 1.30. More on that in a future podcast. You know, I was thinking about this today, actually, and it came to my attention that Funimation actually has the rights to season two, if I'm correct. I and that's believe not... that is the case. Indeed. Right. And and I don't think it's going through, um, it's not going through Viz, definitely, but it was also, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to screw this company's name up. It's T, it was TMS, right? Yeah. Say that? TMS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, I'm guessing they don't have the rights to season two as well. So. Wait, you mean you TMS? Know, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, TMS is who licensed it to Funimation. I yeah, imagine. they oh, okay. produced the okay. show and they've been promoting it, too. So mm, they've definitely okay. been involved so with the getting licensed. Yeah. So okay. uh, it is kind of uh, perplexing why Viz didn't end up getting it. But at least the cast seems to be returning. The, the returning actors seem to be present. Uh, some of them are aging up. So they have additional actors who will be taking over the roles when they get older, which is interesting to see. Uh, like, have you ever imagined Clifford Chapin voicing a older Erica Mendes? <laughs> That's such yo. I kind of I thought that they would just have Erica keep that role because in the Japanese one and uh still a fairly young boyish voice so i don't know i could have Uh, definitely seen like erica doing an older sachio especially since like sachio's not that much older in two that would be weird so yeah yeah it's it's definitely gonna be a different kind of performance from the japanese voice but clifford chapin mentioned that he has been studying erica's performance as sachio and well, that that should be interesting. It, it will be interesting to hear what he ends up doing. Well, I was I was thinking that probably the reason why we don't see it yet on Toonami is probably um, the fact that because it's not on Viz anymore and it's through Funimation, the contract's different, and they weren't able to secure it for like exclusive playing for themselves, kind of. So. I mean, mm. I, I don't, I don't see this not showing up on Toonami, but at the same time, it's a little disappointing that season two didn't premiere on Toonami and then play elsewhere. So, yeah, but I mean, when you have the inconsistency of the dub releases, they can't really rely on it for the TV schedule. True, and I mean, that's that's. I would, like I've said before, I've said this in the record, I'll say it again, I would rather them just not do a, I mean, they are doing it with My Hero Academia, so they shouldn't be doing it this time again, but um, not do a My Hero Academia and start playing a show unless you have multiple episodes ready, like at least eight to ten. So in case something happens with the dub, which at this point I don't think anything will happen with any dub at this point, but... Fingers crossed, but mm-hmm. we don't know. So, I mean, it, it just it doesn't make any sense for them to. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to play a show unless you have that many episodes. So, unless, I mean, I'm not. Unless you forget they're like not that many episodes behind on Black Clover. 
That's true. So uh, hopefully nothing happens there. But they wouldn't have announced that season four was going to start immediately if they weren't confident that it was going to be a smooth ride. So, yeah, we'll see. But I think they definitely played it a lot smarter with Dr. Stone and waited until the dub was almost complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I definitely. I, I think I, I think that was a good move on their part. I mean, obviously, nobody really wants to watch a couple episodes and then have to wait a week or whatever, how long to get a, a dub yeah. episode. So, I mean, it, it, it works either way. I mean, it, it's kind of funny because the one thing that I said on Twitter today that I think is very true is, you know, if, if these shows are already streaming, Toonami's not going to do what it usually does with these shows. But if the show's not, if the show's been out for a while and it all of a sudden shows up on Toonami, it does a lot better. So kind of depends yeah. on the show, but I generally agree. Yeah. If you're, if you're trying to catch the audience that is probably honestly watching it in Japanese when it's simulcasts, they don't care. <laughs> They're not going to yeah. wait. Only the people that are willing to watch it twice are going to actually watch it. <laughs> well, I mean, th- there are people that are going to watch the sub first and then. Yeah, there you know, are. Th- there are, and then, I, you know, but most people don't watch things twice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I prefer one over the other. So I, I get what I get what you're saying on there. But I know there are some people that actually will tune in for some of these dubs because they want to see, you know, the performance from these people. So. Yeah, you know. well, absolutely. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of time for Megalobox Nomad, but we'll see. <laughs> they'll definitely have openings. Dr. Stone's only 11 episodes, and there'll be even more openings in the fall. So plenty of space to fit it in if they can get it. They better right. get it or else I'll be a sad V-Lord. It would, <laughs> it would be very unfortunate <laughs> if they don't, because dang, this season's so good. Yeah, it is. I, I love it so much. It's doing everything I wanted. Exploring some very interesting topics and really fleshing out the characters. I like it. And it does a time skip well. A lot of series don't manage that. But I appreciate that. So, yeah. <laughs> Try not to be tempted to go to Funimation and watch that dub right now. <laughs> I might have to find you and murder you if you do. <laughs> Psh, whatever. By the way, if I say that I'm joking, I don't need people sitting there literally seriously thinking I'm going to come to your house and kill you. Like, come on now. Wait, no you're real telling death me threats Paul here, only fake ones. What's that? Did you say, am I a murderer, or did you say, isn't Darrell a murderer? No, I was saying, wait, Paul isn't a murderer? This is news to me. Oh, well. Wait, did I murder you, like, 50 different times, and I didn't, I just brought you back to life? I guess so. I don't know how it works. Well, you're not supposed to know about it, so anyways. (laughs) Murder, sacrifice, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Potato, potato. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's it's like the same thing with like with Arthur. You know, we we keep trying to sacrifice him, and you know, it just doesn't work out the way that we want sometimes. You know. Mm-hmm. Hi, Arthur. <laughs> Arthur, you better be listening, <laughs> or we'll find you. Break your legs. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> no, no, only fake threats here. Usually. So, yeah, um, we don't know what's replacing the Promised Neverland season two, but we should know pretty soon. Might have to add a news bump to this podcast after the fact. Who knows? <laughs> Dear God, I hope not. Yeah, I don't like additional work. <laughs> or even finding work. finding the time to record literally moments of material to put into a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, not, not a fan. So, shall we get on to the topic? Yes, please. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we all probably have different definitions of what's underrated or not talked about much. But, you know, we're just we're just going for a general basis here. Certainly regards to general public. I mean, the general public doesn't notice a lot of what has aired on Toonami. (laughs) But uh, obviously more dedicated animation fans would be more in the know about some of these more obscure series and. Some of these are definitely not obscure, but maybe they didn't do so well, got buried by the network, what have you. So, we're going to get right into it. V-Lord, why don't you start us off with one of your picks? Yeah, so the first pick that I wanted to mention is Jackie Chan Adventures. Get Chan! The Drunken Master is back. When the world needs a hero, he's ready to kick some. Bam and bam, bam! <laughs> oh, you wouldn't hit a guy wearing dresses, would you? Jackie Chan Adventures coming up next. Damn. Goodbye, thank you. Only Yeah, so I feel this is a show that I think a lot of people associate more with Kids WB, since that's where it like, originally aired. But it mm-hmm. did briefly show up on Tanami, so it counts. And it holds up surprisingly well. I was re-watching a little bit of it today, actually. And it's just such a fun kind of martial arts, supernatural-type show. And the animation is really good for an early 2000s show. Like, it's very fluid very kind of like tight and uh it flows very well which surprised me and Mm. i remember as a kid i grew up doing karate i got my black belt and everything so seeing a show like this was just really cool as a kid because like i could kind of just like see just action and martial arts being done in animation and it, it was just always something that i was always looking forward to watching I felt like they did a really good job of uh, capturing that Jackie Chan experience. You know, all all of his amazing 
physical movements and and all of that and his personality i think i think they did a really good job also it's extremely quotable thanks to the grandfather oh yes definitely one more thing i also really like the uh live action inserts at the end of the episodes where like you actually see like the real jackie chan giving like advice and like little like tidbits about like culture and philosophy and stuff and like in the first episode too, he talks about like why he wanted to like be involved in like an animated series. And it was like, I want to make like an animated show starring me, but doing things that I couldn't do in real life, <laughs> which is a really kind of nice way to describe Jackie Chan adventures. Cause yeah, it's essentially Jackie Chan. If like he was fighting weird supernatural spirits and, ghosts with magical artifacts and all that it's like jackie chan if like you made it like into like some super hype anime you remember the jackie chan adventures paul yeah i mean wasn't that so it's interesting that that showed up on tsunami because that was it was basically filler on the saturday night tsunami but it stuck around for a bit wasn't it 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 started because if i remember correctly usa network they had like, I believe this was one of the shows, if I remember. That was kids. Because there was, was it kids WB? I thought it was on the USA one for a while there too. Kids I can't w- remember. No, I know. No, but I, I, I <laughs> you're probably thinking of like the Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat cartoons. <laughs> well, no, I know the I know the Mortal Kombat cartoon was on the USA one, and then. There was also Men in Black was also on the USA one. I thought Jackie Chan was on there. There was something like it that was on Men, there. But Men in Black was also on Kids WB. Was it? Mm-hmm. I know. I thought that was on USA. What the? What am I thinking here? <laughs> I knew that I, was. I thought that. I was don't on know. USA Men in Black ended up ever so briefly on a tsunami-like block on Nickelodeon of all channels. Nick Slam. <laughs> It did not last long. And then the, the I, next I'm, time I'm it showed up. By that. The, yeah, right. They had some speed racer show that I swear has never been available anywhere else. <laughs> Was it like Speed Racer X a run over? Like, yeah. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, they also put Invader Zim on that thing. Uh, and then Men in Black didn't really show up on TV again until The Hub picked it up kind of randomly when they got a bunch of other old kids WV shows. That was a good show. The men in black series. Yeah. I thought that when I thought that was a, that was a show that they should have continued. Same thing with even like the mortal Kombat show. Like they should have continued that too. I'm going to have to look up what it was. Cause I swear to God, there was something that was similar to Jackie Chan or Savage it was Jackie dragon. Chan that might be what it is. Maybe that's what it is. I'm uh, thinking Savage, about Savage Dragons based on the Jim Lee comic book series. It's just uh... maybe that's what it was. But anyways, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed the Jackie Chan series, but it wasn't like. I don't know. It was kind of I mean, I watched I watched the whole series before it came on Toonami because it was on Kids WB. But yeah. I don't know. I was, you know, they it, played it a lot after on, that on Cartoon Network too. Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't. I don't know. I I just didn't really feel like I needed to do a second run on that show. I don't know. 
Like I know they're, I thought I actually speaking of that show, I think I heard recently that they're, they're going to reboot that or something. Ooh. Hmm. Well, I think so. I mean, I can look it up real quick, but I could be all right, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. If I recall Jackie Chan's like working on a project that's also going under the name Jackie Chan Adventures, but it's not connected at all to like the Jackie Chan Adventures show that we know. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, he can reuse the name if he wants to. <laughs> He's Jackie Chan. He can do what he wants. Where's Rush Hour 4? <laughs> <laughs> I need it. I need it. Give it to me. Oh, here we go. I found. Well, no, no. Wait a minute. No, that's the wrong article. Never mind. I'll find it and we'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> I didn't expect to talk this much about Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> it's a good no, show. Really. Go find it on Crackle. All right. Is so, me the only next. place it is Crackle. I think you can Man. buy the seasons like individually on like Amazon and places, but oh uh, yeah, I don't think you can like stream it with a subscription anywhere else. Hmm. That's unfortunate. I mean, crackle's fine. It's just crackle. It gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh crackle. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you go ahead, Paul. You what's, what's your first show? I mean, I have three different ones, but I'm going to go with, a very obscure show. I guess it's not so obscure anymore because people didn't want it to go away after they did <laughs> send it away to Oblivion, which was uh, Megas XLR. Using your parents' garage to modify a giant robot. Free. New friendship with a pretty girl from outer space. Free. Using your video game skills to cause mass destruction. Free. Saving the world without a clue. Priceless. Anyone else want some of this? All new episodes of Megas XLR. Next Saturday night at 9. Come and get it. Only to Nami. Obviously, we all, I get, I, I think on this podcast right now, can pretty much say that we enjoyed this show immensely. And mm-hmm. I, I don't quite understand i mean uh, for, why for, for, for a alternative topic i was always like why don't we have like a 25th anniversary of mega sex lr <laughs> who says i'm not even already in the works on that oh, oh. Mm. would it would it be would it be 20 came out in 2020 i don't remember what it, it came out in 2004 came out in 2004 so, oh we missed 20 so 2024 would be the 20th anniversary yeah, so it would have been like, yeah, not not a significant number anniversary for Megas XLR. <laughs> but yes, I will. Uh, I I have thought of that, but um, I mean, we love Megas, way, X, Megas XLR here. I, yeah. I I would hesitate to call it underrated, particularly among Toonami fans, but with the general populace, okay. Yeah, I, I yeah, think you can I make mean, that argument. I, that's why I kind of picked it because I, I think that it's underrated. It's definitely underrated by Cartoon Network. They wrote the show off, and people thought people sitting there going, "What do you mean you wrote the show off?" Like, you know, I mean, people didn't know that 
Megas XLR. Well, I think people didn't know in general that that shows got written off at all. So, and I'll and I'll be honest with you, I'm sure Cartoon Network, not not Cartoon Network, but HBO Max is probably, you know, a little pissed that obviously now you have this streaming service. You had all this content that some of these shows that you wrote off, you can't put on there. So now you're just kind of sitting there going, oops, oops. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, and, and the reason I brought this show up too is it's, it's still very interesting to see Symbiotic Titan go to Netflix. It's not there anymore, but it was on Netflix. And it, it's in the same situation that Megas is apparently. So it's like, if that can be on there, why can't Megas XLR be in a streaming service like HBO Max, for example? Hmm. So, I mean, it, it's it's just very interesting to me that, you know, a show that I think a lot of people thought that nobody really was into actually was a very popular show. And, I mean, what, you got Steve Bloom in it. You got, you know... You got a show about giant robots. So, I mean, what what else do you need? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so. Apparently toy sales. Apparently. It's a how shame, did you, though. How, how, how did they not get some toy company to make toys for that show? That's ridiculous. It's a giant robot show. I mean, Same with Symbiotic Titan. Come on. If you remember, they had, like... Um, you remember the show Battletech? Yes. So they, they made a bunch of toys for that, and that sold well. So it's like, if you're going to do it for that, why couldn't you do it for like a Megas XLR? By the way, I think a lot of us would love to have a symbionic figure. Symbionic Titan figure, I'm just saying. Oh, yes. Saying. Dude, like a, like a nice figure of the symbionic Titan that's translucent. That'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really a Pretty shame good. though, because I feel like a show like Megas would probably do a lot better now than uh, yeah. it would have back in the day. I mean, a show like Megas would probably not be made now. Well, that that's also a good point. And if they did make it, they'd make it a lot cheaper. Yeah. So yeah, no, no nice Korean drawn animation. <laughs> Definitely, definitely would have cheaped out on it, but the concept I think could definitely work in this current generation. Yeah, uh, it's it's a freaking shame, man. But you could still buy it on iTunes and possibly Microsoft. God, that's still so weird to me. Yeah, man. Just wish they could stream it somewhere. But alas. I feel like with Symbionic Titan, like it probably is able to happen because there are multiple companies like that were involved with producing that. Yeah, I I think that's the case. Yeah, well Megas is mainly Carter Network. Yeah. (laughs) It's 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 uh it's it's fun watching people who worked on it being like well, now uh, we're not sure who owns Megas because the company keeps restructuring. <laughs> the dark write-off yeah. void. 
<laughs> well, I mean, and then that's the one thing, I mean, we won't spend too much time on this, but it, it, that's the one thing that's always been very weird is it's like, obviously these shows got written off for Cartoon Network, but that doesn't mean that, you know, HBO Max can't have it. And by the way, when it got written off, there wasn't really digital rights, hence why you can buy it digitally. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so I guess we can play it. We can stream it. I mean, Symbionic Titan is the perfect example of that. You know what I mean? And you so, can still put it on international cartoon networks for some reason. Yeah. So it's just written off in the U.S. Very yeah, weird. the concept of writing off a show is just so weird to me because, like, I'm familiar with, like, write-offs for, like, actual physical products and stuff. I've done that for companies. But well, it, for a show, it just feels like it's such a bizarre concept because you're segmenting out part of the rights of the show and sending it off into, like, the void. Well, it's it's very weird, too, because, like, for example, there's older shows that aren't cartoons. Like, for example, TNT owned uh, Babylon 5, for example. Babylon 5 has been around for years. It's bounced between different streaming services, and it's finally landed on HBO Max. I think it was about a month or two ago. And... You sit there, you look at a show like that, and you go, okay, so you didn't write something off like that. But you wrote off a cartoon that you made that you could have put on your streaming service and would have brought subscribers to your streaming service. You know what I mean? Like, it just, to me, you just kind of sit there and go, I don't think some of these people were thinking when they did this. I I feel like writing shows off was something that was not really done back when that show began Probably production. Not. I mean, no. it may be, but it seems like that specific era of Cartoon Network in particular, they were a little trigger-happy with, well, this show didn't really get results, so we're going to write it off so we don't have to take the loss. Right. So, And that's that's kind of like, for me, it's like, you know, why would you do something like that when you don't know what's going on in the future? You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, they probably yeah. never they probably never had plans to do anything streaming because, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't seem like Cartoon Network really it was had 2006. Plans yeah. I mean, the thing with write offs is that generally like you're writing something off for the short term benefit of it. Yeah. So I, I don't think they're thinking like, oh, hey. What if Megas is valuable to us in like and, ten years? <laughs> and and my question and my my thing that I that I always wonder is is like, do these write offs last forever? Are they short term? Are they? Is it something that you can reverse? Because I feel like, you know, especially the fact that you can watch Megas XLR on different Cartoon Networks across the world, except for in the United States, it just makes me sit there and go. Okay, are, are you are you able to reverse this somehow? Because it just does it just doesn't make any well, I'm sense. I'm no lawyer, but yeah, I that have that's no the part idea. that uh, weirds me out. Because like usually, like for like your usual product, it would be forever because you're getting rid of it because it's a loss, right? But for a show, it's like so strange because it's not a physical product; it's something that you made. It's like an IP. So for like an IP, like how how does that work? Well, 
I mean, there's there's something called a write-off reversal. So I don't know, like, if they're even allowed to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like if well, they I don't are, know, but I think we've be... talked about this long enough. <laughs> yeah, probably. Sketch doesn't want to this go back. Is, he wasn't... This is not by any means the first time we've had this conversation. <laughs> no, and we could continue to have this conversation, but you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. So speaking of written off. Wait, here's wait, a show. You don't want any more tangents? Here's here, here's a show. <laughs> here's a show that was written off both by the network and by the populace at large. <laughs> and that, my friends, is Beware the Batman. Bruce Wayne is younger. Where are you going? Hot date. Alfred is even more of a badass. Just who exactly are you? I'm the butler. And Gotham's villains. Batman? No, they must. It only gets worse from here. Beware the Batman. Saturday night at three, only Toonami on Adult Swim. A little-known show that premiered in 2013, aired on Toonami in 2014, and was ripped off the air because they wrote it off in very little time. Oh, it deserves so much better. It really did. Like, it was dead on arrival. I don't know. It, It seems like at the time... Warner Brothers and Cartoon Network was like, well, Brave and the Bold did pretty well, but I think people want a darker, grittier Batman again, like like in the movies. So let's do that. But we're going to do it CGI this time because that's what we're doing now. <laughs> so they do it CGI. And they're like, well, this was very expensive to produce. Let's just put it on the air, see how it does. Doesn't really do well. <laughs> and they... Well- immediately get cold feet about airing the rest of it. <laughs> but, and, and, and see, that's, that's another thing that kills me is it's like, I'm looking at it right now and it's on HBO max. Like, so you wrote it off, but yet it's on HBO max. I mean, that's true of young <laughs> justice and green lantern, the animated series and thundercats, which is not on HBO max, but it is on Hulu. <laughs> Are you talking so, about the original thundercats or the 2011 version? You don't know the 2011 version's been on Hulu for a while? No, no, no. I know that it's been on Hulu. I'm talking about that. I don't think that was ever, quote-unquote, written off, though. There, there's... We're, we're getting into the write-off conversation again. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But let me explain this to you. Okay. What Cartoon Network does with their broadcast rights has nothing to do with what Warner Brothers can do with a property. True. So when Cartoon Network writes off a show which they paid to produce, then Warner Brothers can still do whatever they want with it. And in this case, sell it digitally, sell it on home media, keep airing it in other countries, whatever. Put it on a streaming service. So it's a different situation than with Megas because Warner Brothers doesn't really own that IP directly because it, it was owned by Cartoon Network. So I, I I don't know. Technically, Warner Brothers owned, owned it by nature of owning Cartoon Network, but it's... I, I believe with Megas, they did more than sell off the 
broadcast rights in the U.S., but they apparently still retained the digital rights. <laughs> Whatever. It's it's just a it's just a very weird. It's thing a baffling web of. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I I think I know what the title of this episode should be. Stop saying write off. <laughs> we need to just get a write off expert on the podcast at some point to explain write offs to us. That I, would be. I, that yes. would be a good podcast, actually. I, I would, I, if you can find somebody, V Lord, I will bring. We will bring them on the podcast. Because I will definitely do that podcast. I think I know some people. <laughs> oh, please! So, as you might recall, Beware the Batman had to quickly air the last of its episodes on one night because it was literally getting written off right then. So, good on Tsunami for actually finishing it. Uh, I remember that Tumblr post when they posted things on Tumblr where they're like, we just heard that Symbionic Titan and Beware the Batman are getting written off for tax purposes and we're going to finish Beware the Batman. <laughs> like, oh, I think this is the first time they've ever acknowledged something getting written off. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that was that was another thing that was weird. Um, Toonami getting transferring the rights of the show, the broadcast rights of the show over to adult swim from cartoon network. And then all of a sudden they're being written off. That was just, I'm not, we won't go into that, but that, uh, that is also very weird. It is extremely weird because there were definitely people who were asking for like young justice to air on tsunami back then. And the answer was usually, uh, we can't do that. So why was that the case with beware the Batman? If I had a guess, it was because they still saw some kind of future in Young Justice with uh, youth audiences, but with Beware the Batman, they were just done. So, I don't know. (laughs) But, kind of out of the blue, right around the time they started airing Attack on Titan, which was such a huge deal at the time, (laughs) huge deal, they suddenly announced <laughs> we're airing Beware the Batman at three in the morning. Oh, well, that's neat. It wouldn't be the first Cartoon Network holdover that they got. I mean, they had Thundercats. They had Symbionic Titan. Uh, they uh, had Samurai Jack and Star Wars The Clone Wars, which also got pulled around that time because of Disney. <laughs> uh, the mouse. Uh, so it wasn't really unusual for them to get a show that aired on Cartoon Network, but still it was the first DC thing. So that was kind of a big deal. And I even remember like as many sites that talked about space dandy's world premiere happening on tsunami, like even more sites were mentioning that beware the Batman was going to air at 3 AM on tsunami. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Well get your media coverage. However you can, right? But Beware the Batman was a show that initially people did not care for. You know, it looked kind of weird, wonky. The CGI animation wasn't the best. No. By by the time they got like 10 or so episodes in, they kind of found their footing. So, well, I will say that it's not the greatest Batman show by any means. I mean, there's so many great Batman shows. I do think that it is owed some due and it was much better than a lot of people thought it was. And the last stretch of episodes are really quite good. 
when you start introducing characters like Raja Ghoul and uh, maybe not the best version of Slade Wilson, but <laughs> it was still kind of cool that they called him Deathstroke. <laughs> At least I think they did. Mm. Uh, it was, you know, it was pretty dark for a Saturday morning cartoon, but I mean, so was Batman the AMA series, so whatever. <laughs> But uh, there was some genuinely creepy episodes, too, like the, the Humpty Dumpty episode was pretty dang creepy. But I, I, like, I liked it well enough. I might revisit it at some point. I like to revisit some of those lesser-known DC cartoons that hardly anybody talk about. But I, I just felt like if we're doing a list of underrated shows that have aired on Toonami, it's, it's got to be there. It's, it's, it deserves a mention. And uh, not surprisingly, nobody in the, the Twitterverse that responded actually brought this show up. So there you go. <laughs> Even among underrated shows, it seems to be quite underrated. And thus, Sketch's heart aches. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> you can watch it on HBO Max now. So give it a shot if you need some more Batman content in your life. Not that there is any. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of Batman content. <laughs> OK. Yeah, like there are legitimate uh, you know, like criticisms you can make of the show. Like I am kind of bothered a lot of the time by the environments looking kind of dead. But overall, yes. it's a Batman mm-hmm. show and it's entertaining. So, yeah, it's it's not the worst thing you could watch. By the way. The one Batman show that they should have put on Toonami after it stopped airing, or well, actually after it ended, um, the Batman, the one with um, like the weird-looking Joker, and um, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. That did yeah, that air on Cartoon Network Toonami, however, not for very long. No, it didn't, and, I and it should have. I, I actually, like a couple, I, I want to say a year or two ago, I, I streamed the whole series and it was really good. Like, I, I was really surprised by how good the series was. I, I didn't really like the Joker as much, but other than that, it was still a really good series. And I was very, like... It, too, kind of starts out a bit rough, but by the end does. of the first, first season, it finds its stride. And uh, by the end, it's... Really good. Really good. Mm. It, it. I would. I would even compare it to like a, a a really good successor to Batman the animated series. Like that. That right there. If you're looking for a series that's almost as good as that, like that's that's the one you want. The I'm a Batman series. Like that's that's the one you want to watch. So. But, that's high praise. Mm. Yeah, I used to watch the this, Batman on Kids WB all the time. It was really good. Yeah, it was. All right, V-Lord, your second pick. Okay. Yes, my second pick is Mayor. Two young warriors battling great odds. Are you ready? One on the court. I don't know much about tennis, but I love it. The other in an evil fantasy world. Pretty exciting stuff. First, they were on Jetstream. Now, we're putting them on Toonami. That's awesome! This is going to be really good. Check out The Prince of Tennis and Mayor. Premiering Saturday, December 23rd at 10 and 10.30. Game, set, mace. Only Toonami and Toonami Jetstream. 
So I think people mainly know Mayor for it being on Tanami Jetstream. It was like one of the starter shows. And it's basically just one giant tournament arc. But it's a really good tournament arc. Like, it has a lot of the usual battle action shonen tropes that you'd expect. But because they're done so well and like in such a fun way... You're never really bothered by it. The characters are pretty entertaining. And overall, it's just kind of a fun watch. I remember the dub also being pretty decent, too. And it was definitely one of the shows on Jetstream that I would consistently keep up with. And I was also very frustrated that when it actually aired on Tanami proper, they never really aired it in order, which mm. was annoying. <laughs> Yeah, they skipped a bunch of episodes, and then when they realized that that was a stupid idea, then they went back to episode one and started playing it in subsequent order. Yeah, and but by it then was it was too late by then. Too late, yeah. The only interesting thing about that is one episode premiered on TV before Jetstream. Yes, I remember that. I was so hyped that week. It was like, oh my god, I get to watch the episode early. And that episode was actually pretty good, too. So mm -hmm. it, it was uh, a very good week for young V-Lord. Yeah, it, it seemed like that whole experiment was like, we're giving people a taste and then we expect them to watch the rest on Jetstream, which is maybe not the best idea. But hey, Tsunami Jetstream. Now that was a service that was ahead of its time. Yeah, indeed. They, if they had held out just a little bit longer, just like one or two years longer, they might have actually lasted a really long time. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, Jetstream had so many good shows. And I'm really kind of happy that Mayor was on there for quite a while. Like, Viz dubbed like 50-something episodes of it. All of them were on there. And they're mm -hmm. all pretty solid. You don't get a complete story out of that, unfortunately. And Viz no longer mm -hmm. has the license to the anime, but they do still have the license to the manga, which is also very good. And it's interesting, too, because, like, Mare is done by the creator of Flame of Rekka, which was something I didn't know when I initially watched it. But now looking back at it, it's like, oh, this this made a lot of sense. Flame of Rekka, yet another very big tournament arc. <laughs> yeah, and if uh, you want to connect it to other Tanami things... Very much like Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. And also, uh, the creator of Zatch Bell was an assistant to the creator of Flame of Rekka and Mare when Flame of Rekka was running. So that's a oh. nice tidbit. And the creator of Flame of Rekka was an assistant to the creator of Ushio and Tora, which is even more crazy. And uh, yeah, also Ushio and Tora needs to be on Tanami at some point. Please. Yeah, so so then later, like three years after that show ends, we can be like, you remember Ushio and Tara? So <laughs> underrated. <laughs> yeah. I hope it wouldn't be underrated because it's, it's a good show. God, I, I bought the limited edition box set. Me too. It's I mean, so they, good. they were starting they were starting to sell it for so ridiculously cheap. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so worth it. It's, it's so good. But yeah, yeah. anyways, Mare. Check out Mare. If you can't Hunt down the anime, go buy the manga. It, it's good, I swear. My initial thought when watching Mare was, is that Spike Spencer? <laughs> that is Spike Spencer. 
playing the lead. That was that was pretty cool because before that he was mainly in ADV dubs, but around that time he moved to Los Angeles. So it was, it was cool hearing him in that. And not too long ago, somebody was like, I miss Mayor. And then I was like, I miss Mayor. And then Spike Spencer responded on Twitter. He's like, me too. <laughs> and then he confirmed that they never dubbed more than 50 episodes. Sad. Yeah. Also, I can believe God, Bryce Pappenbrook was Jack in that show, too. Yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> oh, God. That makes me want to go rewatch it now. Yeah. Super early Bryce. That, that's yeah, probably a trip. super early Bryce. You know what else has super early Bryce? Dot hack legend of the Twilight bracelet, which was never on Toonami, but it's <laughs> to me that's like proto SAO because it's Bryce Pappenbrook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also trying to save his sister. <laughs> I guess he never really tries to save his sister in SAO per se. <laughs> That a li- maybe a little bit in the fairy dance arc. <laughs> uh, it's an area of debate. Yes, it's an area of debate, but <laughs> that they played that show so many times on Cartoon Network in the dead of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Just got that one time slot. You got to keep playing it. <laughs> we got to put something next to Gundam Seed. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I got. I'm looking through the entire dub cast again right now, and like. There are a lot of like very recognizable people that were in Mayor, like Yuri Lowenthal, Lex mm-hmm. Lang, Michelle Roth, okay. Wendy Lee. It it was an overall very solid cast. Yeah, and a nice Evangelion reunion for Spike Spencer and Amanda Winley, who who played the witch girl, which is pretty great. Mm. And I mean, Mayor, you got a talking ball. On a chain. What's not the love? Ah, yes, Babo. I remember Babo just looking so hyped to me as a kid. It's just like, oh my god, a hammer and a ball. It's pretty cool design. (laughs) I I, uh, helped produce a... At least one episode of a Mara Bridge series. (laughs) Oh dear, someone needs to dig that up now. (laughs) I did it with Zero Master and... I was Gonta. <laughs> and the narrator, who uh, had, was um, a bit of a character. It was fun. We had fun. <laughs> yeah, Mare. I liked Mare. It was generic shonen, but it was good generic shonen. Sometimes you need your popcorn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I would... Probably sooner go to Mare than like beat the Vandal Buster and Oof, I'm uh, not sure about that. I, I like beat the Vandal Buster. I'm not surprised that you like beat the Vandal Buster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying bad things about beat the Vandal Buster. It's it's perfectly good. <laughs> but Mare's more my speed. <laughs> okay, Paul. Next pick. My next pick is something that showed on the Adult Swim. Toonami version, and it was actually one of the first shows that Toonami played when it came back, which was uh, Cashier and Sins. All robots now die. It was my impression that robots can live forever. Not anymore. That is the way of the ruin. Everyone just falls apart. 
except for Kasher. The ruin doesn't touch him, and even though he caused it, he can't remember why. How could you forget such a thing? So Kasher makes his way forward, looking for answers. Just what am I? I have no idea. There are few humans left. This is all your fault. And most robots want to kill Kashern to survive. I can devour you and I will live forever! The one constant is the wake of bodies he leaves in his path. You don't stop till everything around you is destroyed. Can Kashern find a life of peace? I do not want to fight. Or is he destined to destroy them all? You are killing machine. Kashern sins. Tonight at 1 a.m. Wake up. Time to die. Only tonight. Don't swim. Oh, let me let me let me get my cashews. <laughs> oh lord! Kill cashew, devour cashew. Sketch why? <laughs> um, you know, I, I I hear a lot of people complain about this show, like it wasn't good, or they don't understand why Toonami would play a show like this, and I actually don't agree with that because I I thought that it was. Well, it's not like one of my top 10 shows or anything. I felt like it was it was definitely something that you know, it's it's one of those surprises that Toonami does Toonami does every once in a while where they bring a show on that you think, "Oh, this isn't good. This doesn't look like it's good or anything." And then you ultimately watch it and you go, "Wow, that was actually better than I thought it would be." You know, it, it's Mainly for me, Cash and Sins was was rich in a very good story, plus obviously the action. And, you know, we talk about all the time how some shows will start out like, eh, and, you're, and it's hard to get into it. And this show kind of is one of those shows where it's very slow to get into. But once you do, it, once you get to the end of the series, you're like, oh, this is actually really good. Okay, so, you know, I, I kind of feel like a lot of people discount this show because it's just a show that, you know, I think not only belonged in the block, which was a good choice for Toonami to do in the first place, but it was also just something out of the blue that you kind of went, I probably wouldn't have watched this unless it was on Toonami. So, and by the way, that was a show that, had been out for a long time too. So. Yeah. And it looked like the tsunami broadcast helped sales on places like Amazon. Mm, yes, it did. Uh, as far as I know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Cashern. Honestly, in some ways, I, I like it more than some of those other early shows that tsunami cycled in. I, yeah. I thought it was interesting enough. It was a slow burn. It was a beautiful show. It was just stunning. Yes, it was visually. very beautiful. And you know, it was, it was it was it definitely felt like an adult swim action show. <laughs> like yes. You know an ASA show when you see one. Your Witch Hunter Robins, your Wolf's Reigns, oh, then yeah. Kick Hider. Cashern is definitely in that group. And in that regard. It was uh, it was a fine pick, I think. I think it was a pretty good show overall, and I don't know if I'll revisit it, but I did enjoy watching it. 
yeah, I loved Cash and Sins when it was airing. Like, it's a really interesting reinterpretation of Neil Human Cashern. Because, like, mm-hmm. the original Cashern is very much a very campy Tatsunoko superhero show. While this the is the original kinda... Cashern is just Mega Man. Yeah, and his <laughs> uh, uh, pet robot dog friender turns into a jet, which is dope. Really weird. <laughs> But yeah, I, gotta love that. And if you want to see that, Sentai has it. Yes, I, I have that Blu-ray too. It's really good. <laughs> but like, I do like that it kind of is a very different type of take on like a superhero show. And like, I felt like the story was really well handled in the end. I think the biggest detractor I had is that it those first few episodes are very slow, and I think that was kind mm-hmm. of the determining factor that turned off a lot of people from it. Yeah, it, that probably didn't help it much. But I, I think once it got to that episode where he meets the human guy, it really finds its stride. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was a really good episode. Yeah, I, I love that episode. It's yeah. a good show. God, now if I want to If you haven't seen Cashin. it... It's on Funimation. I think it's streaming probably somewhere else. As you're, well, you're welcome. At least Funimation. You're welcome, yeah. V-Lord. <laughs> the Blu-ray is also like dirt cheap now. So you could also buy that. Yep, that's true. So my next pick, kind of continuing with the robots theme. <laughs> Cyborg 009. In an effort to dominate robotic warfare, the secret organization Black Ghost has transformed these nine humans into cybernetic soldiers. The problem is, nobody asked them. We were kidnapped off the street so you could remodel us. There's no escape. Surrender to your fate. Cyborg 009, starting Monday, June 30th at 6. How did I do all this? Being all that. Which was a show that popped up on Toonami in 2003, right on the heyday of when they were playing Yu Yu Hakusho and they were finishing up DBZ. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I was basically immediately taken by how interesting it was, the story about people who were um, kidnapped and turned into cyborg weapons and then they escaped from the black ghost organization and form a found family and fight against black ghost. And also just kind of continue their lives as best they can. And in various side stories, it's, it's a great group of characters There's probably somebody for everybody. Basically Uh, there's more than a fair share of stereotypes in there. (laughs) The Chinese chef, for goodness sake. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's it's a really cool show. Uh, Lots of action, lots of interesting, thought-provoking human stories. And it's a pretty cool show that you can still watch. You can uh, watch it on Retro Crush. It's on Crunchyroll. And, of course, by the lovely... SD blue uh, Blu-ray release by uh, Discotech. Please. Well, well worth your purchase. 
Yeah, the, I mean, the, the one show I think that we keep that, you know, I obviously promote a lot when, like, it's on sale is that show. And I, I think you guys can kind of, you've seen me do that. Like, it's just, that's a, that's a show where you sit there and you go, yeah, you need to buy that. Like, that's that's worth your money. Like, I can't, like, there's not a lot of shows where I can sit there and go, you need to buy this show for the price but that's a show that you can that for the price is definitely worth it yeah so yeah when it's on sale it's it's, it's a good it's a good buy yeah no, oh, okay. definitely plus the amount of work that went into that discotheque releases oh insane. my gosh <laughs> they had to track down those tapes discotheque they they do amazing things yeah like the restoration on that footage alone is like tons of work and Cyber 009 is definitely worth it because, like, it is a very important show, like, for anime yeah. and, like, beyond. Like, the creator, Shotari Ishidomori, is, like, referred to as, like, one of the kings of manga. He was an assistant to Osamu Tezuka. He's responsible even for most tokusatsu that we know, Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, all that stuff. So, right. yeah, I mean, really... Cyber 009 or like any of his work, go check it out. Like there's a lot of it available in English, both anime and in other media. And all of it's really good. Mm-hmm. So let's uh I think we need to go to V Lord's last pick. Oh yes. I've been waiting for this one. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh a certain CJ would be remiss if I didn't mention this masterpiece show, the pinnacle of anime. Tsubami presents the story of a rodent with mad skills. I have things to take care of. Saving the world one hamster at a time. Help me, I can't swim! I get it! Hamtaro, Monday, June 3rd at 4. Big things come in small packages. Only Toonami. If I weren't so excited, I'd be confused. Why does this show keep showing up on Toonami? Oh, that's right, because CJ keeps poisoning. Oh, my God. Because Hamtaro was amazing, Paul. Oh, I hate this show so much. I want to set it on fire. Oh. Okay, so I feel like a lot of people Don't set still... the Ham-Hams on fire. Yeah, oh, no, I'm don't setting don't the Ham-Hams on fire and then eating them. <laughs> don't eat Ham-Hams, Paul. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, but I think like a lot of people mainly just remember Hamtaro in the Tsunami community because they're like, oh, it's that hamster show that we had on Tsunami. <laughs> but no, it's a legitimately good show. It's cute. It's fun. You get to watch Hamtaro and his ham ham buddies journey around the place, go do fun things, make new friends. It's, it's a really just cute and fun show. Like sometimes you are looking for a bunch of bloody action or high tension. Sometimes you just want to like lay back with some comfort food. And that's exactly what Hamtaro is. It's comfort food in anime form. Mm-hmm. Now, I, 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 I think I speak for most people when I say Hamtaro did not belong on Toonami. Thank you. But it's a good show. I, I mean, 
take taking it out of the context that it was on Toonami where it should not have been. It it's a good show. It's a fun show. It's a good kids show, and the dub was quite entertaining. Yeah. Also, the second opening for the dub is so good, where they're like chanting like Hamtaro, like H A M T A R O. I mean, I'm never gonna forget that ending song. Yeah, that too. I mean, it's it's a really good dub. I wish uh, it was available in some form. Can't discotech! Can't. Yes, discotech. Save it, Make please. it happen! Yeah. And, like, honestly, like, I probably got most of my exposure to Hamtaro outside of Tsunami. Like, I mainly watched it on Cartoon Network proper, but it's one of those shows that, like, even... If it didn't necessarily fit on Tommy, I think it was still like a fun show to have there. Like, I don't think it's harmful to have a non-action show on Tommy. It yeah. brings a bit of variety. It's a little weird to have Hamtaro, but you just roll with it. It's fun. It's cute. No, get that that shit. Never that never should have been on Tsunami in the first place. I swear, Paul. <laughs> the day Discotheque releases a Hamtaro Blu-ray, we will force you to watch all, like, 200-plus episodes. Oh, boy. No, I'll put my kid in front of me and be like, you can't do this to me. I have to take care of my son. Um, <laughs> I, I always felt like a good spiritual successor to Hamtaro would have been if they doggone it. They should have put Sergeant Frog on Toonami. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this. Hamtaro is in the same category as Woolen Warriors. Oof. And I wanted to say Bobo Bo, but Bobo Bo wasn't as bad. So Bobo Bo was amazing, Paul. You're you're just but wrong. Anyways, like that one just uh, Hamtaro just I mean, I, I hear I've heard the stories from Jason that basically they were forced to play it and they were kind of like, well, this should have just been on Cartoon <laughs> Network proper. Like, and it was on Cartoon fun. Network yeah. proper, but it was also on Toonami. Yeah, because the, the, the logic was, hmm, this is anime. We Put need ham tsunami. hams everywhere. The no, ham ham invasion. Toonami is an action cartoon block. Get that shit away from me. <laughs> well, they they really wanted to push Hamtaro. Yeah. It was a whole thing. I mean, Paul, would you rather have had more Woolen Warriors? Oof. No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. That, that I, show I, only aired two times. <laughs> let me make this very clear. Two, two episodes. I use, I use I use Hamtaro and Woolen Warriors to make people laugh at panels because it's so hilarious that and, those shows were oof, even on Toonami. And it does get laughs. Oh, Trust me. <laughs> I threw a shoe at a owl and it started convulsing. Oh my god. Yeah. Woolen Warriors god. is like such a mistake. So he was probably joking, but uh John Paul Edmund did, did respond to the call for underrated tsunami shows with Woolen Warriors. Yeah. So there's that. It's funny too, because the company that like <sighs> produced like the original Woolen Warriors now co-produces a super awesome puppet show called Thunderbolt Fantasy, which people should watch, and I would not be opposed to that being on Tanami, but uh yeah, Woolen Warriors throw that in the garbage. Woolen Warriors man just like Hamtaro. 
Throw it in the garbage. Yeah. No. Hamtaro, we put on a pedestal. <laughs> we give it first place And then place set both the of them on fire in the garbage. Who set thought it was a good idea to gag dub a Taiwanese puppet show? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's move on before I gag even more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Sketch pointed this show out to me. I talk about this show at length. This show is one of is in my top five of Toonami shows that's ever aired on the on the block. Not the Adult Swim version, because it never was on the Adult Swim version, but it should be. Uh, and that is Ronin Warriors. The Dark Lords of the Netherworld have come to enslave humanity. We will fill this world with destruction, suffering, and death. The Ronin Warriors are all that stand in their way. I will never allow you or your master to win. Wild. Kento, Sai, Rowan, Sage, the boys are back in town. Ronan Warriors, today at 5.30. Prophecies don't lie. The reason I preach about this show, 50 Different Ways to Heaven, uh, is because this show was one of the best shows that I've seen, both as a kid and re-watching it. And this is actually a show I, I really hope that somebody can get the rights to reboot and do a new series of because I, I feel like an HD version of this would be completely and utterly awesome. Um, for those of you that don't know what Ronin Warriors is about, basically it's about five warriors that have this armor-like power and can use it to stop the forces of evil. I mean, I'm sure you've heard this before. Um, and it was the force of evil on this show is his name is Emperor Talfa, who has three armored warriors of himself. I think it's three. Yes, yes, we can all hear the David K narration in our heads. Oh, God, I love that. <laughs> Wake with fear. Yes. Um, but yes, that that show, I mean, so basically the whole show is around them in modern day Japan. Obviously, that was pack what in the, in the late 80s, early 90s at that point, um, where, you know, they're trying to take over Japan and the world. And the Ronin Warriors basically have to stop Emperor Talfa from doing that. And, you know, I'm not going to really go into too much of it because I want you guys to watch the series. And but basically, yeah, I mean, this this show is is really good. And it's it's a show that I recommend that you can go watch. And you can actually watch it for free right now on... Um, oh, my God. It just slipped off of my mind because I'm tired. Um, God, what is the name of that sh- that service that just... It, it's very, relatively new. Retro, Retro Crush. Crush. Retro Crush. There we go. Yes. It is on Retro Crush. I believe the dub is on there. So... And I think actually... You did say Cyborg 009, right? I did yes. hear you say that, right? Okay, perfect. Is the dub on there, or is it just the sub? It's a dub. It's a dub. Okay, because I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure, because I, I, I thought maybe, um, the dub wasn't on there yet. But yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you could see it for free, for God's sakes. I'm, I'm giving you a free option to go watch this show. Go watch it. You're gonna, you're gonna like it. You're going to enjoy it. I, I, I guarantee you. So. That's all I had to say. <laughs> I think I'm probably the odd man out here that has not actually finished Ronin Warriors. No, I haven't finished it. 
Oh, that's a surprise. Well, I mean, back then, I couldn't really watch Toonami religiously. So I kind of missed watching Ronin Warriors. I've been meaning I mean, to watch it, but I mean, just so many shows. <laughs> you, you can't. I mean, that was one of the be- one of the best promos that they've ever made on for a show on during the Cartoon Network like era. Like that was the promo they made for that. The I, I will say this: the Tom version, the Tom one version of that promo was not so good. After listening back to it, but the 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 um, God, what is his name? Peter Cullen narrated version of that is just oh my god just it's one of the best promos i've ever seen like wonderful so you need to watch it both of you i will strap both of you fuckers in a chair and make you watch it (laughs) and it's free so both of you need to watch it right now yeah i I watched like one episode of it a while back and i liked it it seems like it holds up well it's just like I, i i need to invest my time in the rest of it I don't remember. I think I got Jim into this. No, I got Jim into G Gundam. I, I, I he wa- he started watching G Gundam and was like, "Oh my god!" I think I got him a little bit into Ronin Warriors, but I'm not sure if he watched the whole thing. But it's, I'm telling you right. And by the way, that needs to have a Blu-ray DVD release. Like, yes, the 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 Samurai Troopers sub version of it got a release. Disco Tech, where the fuck is the English dub? Get this shit out. Let's go. Yeah, it's so weird because, like, at first the reasoning was because, like, they couldn't find the rights to the dub, but they clearly or someone clearly has it now because it's on streaming. Yes, somebody does have it. And that's that's the question of, well, why if somebody's streaming it, why hasn't Discotech put it out yet? So anytime you want to do a Discotech, I'm I'm waiting so yeah part of me wonders like they, if they might be waiting long enough so that they can re-release it like on an sd blu-ray or something alongside the sub instead of like just having it I mean, separately i mean i i feel like i feel like what what happened probably with that was is they couldn't find the footage at some point and i'm sure they found the footage by now but there again i don't know I mean, I, I I couldn't tell you, but let's uh, let's move on to uh, Sketch's final choice here. Well, my final choice has already been brought up, and that is Action's hair apparent. Bo 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 bo. In a world of head shavers, one man stands up for the little hair. Bo bo bo. In an action show unlike any you've ever seen. Bo bo bo. He's a complicated man, but no one understands him but his woman. Actually, I don't think anyone understands him. Premiere Saturday, October 1st at 10.30. It doesn't make sense! Only Toonami. Darrell would be very displeased with me right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I I really like Bo Bo Bo. I also got the lovely discotheque release of that, and so should you. So it's a uh, it's a really fun show that's all about playing up the tropes of shonen manga, and there's references to Dragon Ball and other shonen manga, so you gotta appreciate that. 
it was such an odd pick to end up on Toonami at the time. Like, they're announcing shows, and they're like, okay, we got One Piece, we got Naruto, oh yeah, we got bo 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 Very <laughs> you, odd. You, 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 what? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I'm a little surprised that Toei pushed this one for TV, but I'm glad they did, because that dub is great. You can also hear that on the Blu-ray, SD Blu-ray, and... It's a it's a really fun show, and also uh, there have been many attempts to release Bobo Bo on DVD that did not end up well. Most not giving you really an optimal subtitled experience. So props to Discotech for actually properly subtitling that show because that had to be hard. Yeah, the yeah. amount of subtitles in Bobo Bo is insane because there's so many different captions and visual references that like doing all of it just takes like so much time yeah so before there was pop team epic but after there was hamtaro there was boba bo which was a totally zany show to throw on the back end of tsunami and i really liked it and i still really like it i think it's a lot of fun it's a silly show with good jokes and the Dub is campion great. Can't go wrong. I highly recommend people check it out. Sadly, it is not streaming anywhere, but buy, buy, that, buy that SD Blu-ray. They deserve your money. <laughs> this, I mean... This episode brought to you by Discotech Shills. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, I mean... And buy IGPX. <laughs> which has they worked on oh lord yeah. um so i wasn't really a big fan of bobobo however it didn't rise to the level of level of hamtaro so it can it gets to live another day so to speak in you my book but you are allowed to live yes you know it, it reminded it, it was Whenever I hear Bobo Bo, I always and I can't think of the name of the show. It was on Fox Kids. It was um, that wrestling Ultimate show. Muscle. There you go, yes. Ultimate Muscle. Like I, I kept, I would always think it's like when somebody would say in, in there. <laughs> yeah, so like I would always mix those two up. But I, I uh, when I would watch both of them, I would be like, wow, I actually like Ultimate Muscle better than Bobo Bo. Like that one, you know, it was just very weird because I would mix those two up and then I'm like, I would watch Bobo Bo and be like, oh, oh this wasn't what I thought it was. So, I mean, I mean, he fights it's, with his nose hairs and armpit hair. I mean, really, it's magical. Yeah, yeah. it's the pinnacle. I mean, of there's just some funny parts about it, but that's about really it. It just I don't know. I think you got a real hard, hard, hard boiled character named Soften. He's got an ice yeah. cream head that looks like poop. Yeah. I mean, in the manga, Lord. it is poop. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I slight, mean, slight censorship for the. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, the anime for Bobo Bo definitely censors quite a bit because the manga is weirdly violent. People are coughing up blood all the time and just, like, basically dying. Mm hmm. 
mm-hmm. but even then like so much of the comedy still shines through in the anime and i think that really just goes to a testament of like how good the creator like yoshio sawa is just good at comedy like mm-hmm. i was recently reading his uh newest one shot that he did after ages where he literally made a story about a girl that kills people by overhealing them which is beautiful huh <laughs> yeah intriguing like it's it's so interesting that is that is is that on the shonen jump app it is not on the shonen jump app it's only in japanese on the jump plus app ah uh. People don't give Bobo Bo enough love to get it translated. Uh, this is true. It's they a, also uh, when when they did translate that manga, they like had a starter volume before they actually started adapting it properly. That was kind of weird. Yeah, they did like the Holly Kalani arc, and then they skipped part of a volume and started at volume eleven, but they named it Volume One. <laughs> Very, very strange. Uh, that 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 releases a mess, but I think despite the all the troubles with Bobo, Bo, like the s'more entertainment release Ugh. being not great, I own Speaking it. Speaking of beat the Vandal Buster, <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> um, I think like it's still remembered fondly because of how ridiculous it is. Like, not only in the U.S. but also in Japan. Like, despite never having like another anime since like the 2000s it's still constantly referenced on april fool's days and there's still like events and stuff celebrating it so it's just one of those really crazy and fun shows that like sticks in your mind love it or hate it and they still keep putting boba bo in new jump fighting games yes because he needs to be there absolutely him and don patch i love don patch so much yeah, Don yeah. Patch. Kirk Thornton really hamming it up. And of course, bouncing off of Richard Epcar is Bobo Bo. <laughs> yeah. I gotta there. say, like, Don Patch ruined every Kirk Thornton performance for me. Like, <laughs> when I hear Kirk in Demon Slayer, I just hear Don Patch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't help that me and my sibling. We would watch Boba Bo so much as kids that we were just memorizing gags in entire scenes and reciting them to each other. Wow. Yeah, it, it was amazing and also probably very, very dumb. Just like Boba yeah. Bo. You were kids. <laughs> what a show to get hooked on. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice to know that some kids appreciated. Actually, I remember seeing some kind of random ratings at one point the top shows with uh, kids 9 to 14 on Cartoon Network were Naruto, One Piece, Boba Bo and Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, when Cartoon Network was playing Goosebumps. Honestly, I'm surprised Boba Bo would be I was than surprised Goosebumps. too. Oh no, it wasn't doing better than Goosebumps. Uh-huh. I did I did I didn't put that in a particular order. I'm sure it was like Goosebumps, Naruto, One Piece, Bobo Bo. Yeah, because like as a kid, like I didn't know anyone else besides my sibling that liked Bobo Bo. 
I tried showing it to people. They all thought it was too weird. And I'm like, no, you just don't see the beauty. You don't see the art. I even in the promos are like, and on an all new Bobo 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 Bobo, things are going to be weird. <laughs> like, that's descriptive. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time, though. And it was like one of the only anime that they picked up in that era that they actually finished airing. That's high, that's that's impressive because you cannot say that about most of the anime they picked up in that era, including Naruto, short of eleven episodes. Jeez. Yeah, I mean it helps that it's not that long of a show either. So yeah, like, it was 76, 78 episodes. Yeah, so in life, though, like it doesn't really have an ending. It kind of just ends on a gag, but it does end on a gag. They're like, this is how it ends. Yeah. It's, it's a good. shame. I would kill for mo- more uh, Bobobo. Like, get get me like fifty more episodes of it and put it on Tanami. I'll watch the hell out of it. <laughs> oh man, rebooting Bobobo. <laughs> With our luck, it would get picked up directly by Netflix. <laughs> yeah, but even then, I'd watch it. I'll take it. <clears throat> Don't you take Bleach. <laughs> You already have Shaman King. You don't get Bleach. Uh, Shaman King. I always thought that it was a shame that that four kids dub actually never aired on Toonami. I mean, they were airing four kids, One Piece, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Why not Shaman King? Yeah, the four kids dub of Shaman King is also not even that bad. I think it probably would have done well. Yeah, I think think it would have done fine. And oh boy, uh, that new anime would have been perfect for Tanami, but mm, thanks, Netflix. Now we're going to begin the lightning round of other shows mentioned by people who responded on Twitter. And what a better show to start the lightning round than Satch Bell. Keo was just an ordinary genius. XY squared to the sixth. That's correct. Till his father sent him a mysterious birthday present. Now this little boy, Zash, might be just the friend Keo needs. If all the Mamotos don't destroy them both. I knew this was a bad idea. Zatch Bell. Premiere Saturday, March 5th at 9.30. Open up and say on. Only Tsunami. This was mentioned by at Crimson Sooners, at Go Pirate, at the Professor Bro, and Jeff Harris at Namalki. Zatch Bell is a really good show. It is. It's a cool concept of these little demon creatures come to our world, bring their books, and they have to fight it out to decide who's going to be the king. And that is very much like Shaman King, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was uh, it's kind of a sleeper hit when it when it showed up on Toonami. My initial feelings towards Zatch Bell were complicated because it replaced Yu Yu Hakusho, and that stung. But I warmed up to it pretty quick. I like this. Uh, good camaraderie between Kyo and Zatch. Kyo being a... He was a loner and a know-it-all, but he was was a good kid who just didn't really know how to socialize well. 
And he slowly opens up and becomes a better person and a better friend and meets some interesting characters like Fulfulgore and Conchome was voiced by Richard Horowitz. (laughs) That dub has some very interesting talent in it. Like before he was Choji Akamichi in Naruto, you had Robbie Wrist as uh, one of the characters. I was like, holy crap, it's Michelangelo. (laughs) Or Cousin Oliver. I think that was the name of his character on (laughs) whatever sitcom that was. But to me, he was Michelangelo from the 90s Ninja Turtles movies. And he always will be. (laughs) But I was really excited to, to hear him and... Debbie Dayberry plays Zatch, who, of course, was Jimmy Neutron, among other characters. So, really, uh, quite the all-star cast. Of course, Crispin Freeman was in there. Pretty sure Stephen Bloom was in there somewhere, wasn't he? Because uh, it was a union dub back then. And they used some people that don't normally do anime. So, it was good dub. Good show. Kind of wonky edits from time to time because there's some content that needed to be censored for children's television. Like, they did some weird stuff with guns. One episode aired with two different edits both times that it aired. (laughs) And they changed the gun edits for whatever reason. Ah, yes, the era of gun edits, which brought us such great things as the Gundam Sea Disco Gun. (laughs) That uh, takes me back. Now, yeah, clearly a lot of people felt like Zatch Bell was a good underrated show. I, I'm always going to wonder what happened with Zatch Bell because it seemed like it was very successful for a year or two. And then they ran out of episodes and just never brought it back. And never, yeah, they never dubbed the, the rest of it, which is weird. Somewhat a more complicated answer. They did end up dubbing like 24 more episodes than what aired on Toonami. They ended up airing on Bionics in Canada. And they're available on some streaming platforms and home video now. But that wasn't the whole show. There was still like 50 more episodes that never got dubbed. Yeah. Which uh, that was Viz's MO at the time. Between that, Mare... And some other shows. Yeah, Prince of Tennis. Prince of Tennis. I mean, the Prince of Tennis <laughs> would have been so many episodes to dub, so I kind of get it. Now it's Funimation's doing that, though. Now so. Funimation's doing it! <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's... That, that, that was crazy, that announcement. I was like, holy crap, they're, they're going back to the beginning with the Prince of Tennis. Wow. Yeah, well, I guess... Uh... That's I a guess they've kind of kind of run out of long series other than One Piece, so sure, why not? Yeah, but like Zatch Bell, I was hooked on that when I was younger. Like, I was keeping up with up with it. I think like from mostly episode one, and mm. I remember like when it stopped airing too. I was like so sad. I was like, oh no, how, how am I going to continue this? I want to know how it ends. And it really is a shame that like they didn't dub the whole thing because like. There wasn't that much left. Yeah. Yeah, like, I even have, like, the uh, DVD set that came out, like, a long time back. 
that had like the first like hundred something episodes on it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it, it holds up still pretty well. The dub is a bit rough in a few places, but overall yeah. it's it's still a good watch. I mean, it was it was done by Jeff Nimoy, the guy who did Digimon, so he takes some creative liberties. But I'd say overall it is a better handled dub than most Digimon dubs. Yeah. <laughs> and the music situation was kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah. Some of some of those dub tunes were bangers. The opening was pretty good. Mm, yeah, for sure. Honestly, like out of a lot of like older like battle shonen type series, I really wish Zatch Bell would get a remake of some sort. Like it's in a weird position now because the creator essentially has left all traditional publishing and now self publishes all his stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. May- maybe it could happen somehow. And like, yeah, because the manga rec- never even finished, right? So the manga did finish, but like, it didn't finish releasing in English. Like, <clears throat> oh, yeah. But so, it ha- but it has an ending. It has an ending. Yeah. Huh. So it's it's weird because essentially, when Viz was getting close to the end, that's when the creator Makoto Raiku was having disputes with Shogakukan in Japan, mm-hmm. and then he left this. to a different publisher. Because of that, the license expired, and then they Viz couldn't like continue doing it. Dang. Yeah. And and yet Toei can continually shop around the anime. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, it's such a shame too that like none of the creators' other work has gotten animes either, because they're all really good. Like, he had a series that ran right next to Attack on Titan in the same magazine. Like, they started around the same time. And it's amazing. It's called Animal Land. And, boy, I wish that would have gotten an anime. Hmm, I think I have heard of this. Yeah. It was licensed in English for a little bit. It recently expired because of, like, him going into self-publishing. So. Oh. Uh. I have to say that Zatch Bell was a really a bright spot for early 2005 tsunami because at the time Megas had ended. And I guess at the time we didn't know Megas was going to never get more episodes, but so for me, it was kind of like Zatch Bell and justice league unlimited was all that was keeping my interest until Naruto showed up. It's a good, it's a good show. It's, it filled the void for me, and then it, it was still quite good into uh, 200. <laughs> uh, I, I can't say years. <laughs> you, you need some sleep, don't you, Sketch? I don't really. Need, probably. Uh, 2006. It was like 2006. How do you say it? 2006. <laughs> Two, 2006 was a good year for Zatch Bell. They played it a lot. They promoted it a lot. And then, poof, gone. Oof. Yeah. Sad story. Is it still it was, streaming anywhere? I 
think it's streaming somewhere. It was definitely streaming on a number of sites not too long ago. Yeah. Like it was on Hulu and Crunchyroll. I'm not sure if it's still there. Yeah, I remember Crunchyroll had it for a while. And then I think they lost the streaming rights. And now I don't know where it is. I think it's still on Hulu at least. Oh, that's good at least. And you can still get that DVD that has 24 episodes that never aired on Toonami. Yeah, it's still missing like the last few that they dubbed because I think that was like the start of like the next arc. So I guess they didn't want to include them. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Weirdly, though, Crunchyroll had them. So like, yeah, they're clearly around. People have them. Hmm. I always wondered why they never put those episodes up on Jetstream, because at a point I figured that that was just what they were going to do. But they never did. Yeah, because at a certain point they did pass where the Toonami broadcast stopped. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, Jetstream I think stopped around maybe like episode 85 or something. Because they didn't get to the end of like even like the Spam that's on the DVD, which is weird. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll never know. But let us continue the lightning round and actually make it a lightning yes, round now. Please. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Mister, don't course. don't talk about don't talk about write offs. Mm-hmm. Well, is just too good. Uh-huh. Yeah, no excuses. Let's that. move on. <laughs> Zatch Bell deserves lip service. I got that Game Boy Advance game. It's it's a pretty cool game. You control both the. It deserves lip service, huh? That's what <laughs> yeah. she said. There's also Anyways. a good GameCube game. In one of their Zatch Bell promos, the tagline was "Put your lips together and blow." Oh my god! <laughs> There's so many innuendos yeah, in that good. show. Like that was the tsunami promotion. That's what <laughs> that's what they made. It was either Peter Cohen or Steve Bloom say. <laughs> I yeah. think I think it was Steve Bloom. <laughs> also, one more thing before we move off from Zatch Bell. If you haven't ever watched it before, look up the Very Melon song. <laughs> yes. Definitely. So <clears throat> I would definitely say that this next show is underrated in a sense. I It's certainly beloved by the Toonami viewing audience and people who listen to this podcast. But got to give a shout out to Space Dandy. Love Space Dandy. And so does our uh, our good friend Jose and also the Professor Bro. Not surprised at all that Jose would mention Space Dandy. Not surprised at all. Also not surprised that he also mentioned IGPX. Who would have guessed? Which, despite being Toonami's first original series, is definitely underrated. <laughs> Man, they didn't even finish it on Toonami at the time. <laughs> but Adult Swim Toonami rectified that by playing it twice through. Good on them. It's a good show. By the discotheque release. <laughs> He is uh, backed up by Articulated O2 at Go Pirate and Jeffries Herrera. Stephen Oz wanted to shout out to Zoid's Chaotic New Century. Good pick. 
I didn't really follow Zoids that much, but of all the Zoids shows, definitely good stuff there. Yes, Zoids is definitely an underrated show. That oh my god, I wish they would bring that back. Mm-hmm. Not the not the version they have out right now, but the the one <laughs> that we watched during the Cartoon Network. Days. I still haven't checked out that one on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, either have I. I I I haven't had time. <laughs> Speaking of Toonami Jetstream, we never got Zoids Genesis. Oh yeah, that was a thing. It was announced to be on Toonami Jetstream, and they never put it on there. Also, IGPX was in that initial press release, and it was never on Toonami Jetstream. For shame. For shame. Those broken promises. Mm. Yeah. Luis Murillo mentions Gundam The Origin, which is definitely a good series that not nearly enough people paid attention to. Lots of places to watch it now. Yeah. Plus the OVA version is arguably better than the TV cut anyways. Yes, this is true. But at least the TV cut of that was considerably better constructed than the TV cut of Unicorn. Oh, God. I love Unicorn, but that TV cut is just atrociously bad. Still, I kind of expected somebody to bring up another Gundam series here, but... No. Hmm. No. No. Um, At least among Toonami aired Gundam series, uh, one that probably doesn't get nearly enough talk is uh, 0080 War in the Pocket. Very, very good. I definitely wouldn't consider it underrated amongst Gundam fans, but people should check it out. But Sketch, what about the best Gundam, SD Gundam Force? Yes, SD Gundam Force. Not available anywhere. Instead, you're going to have to settle for the latest of SD Gundam series. It's currently streaming on Funimation. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the one that aired on Toonami. Um, Did you I was have- going to say... I- I was going to say maybe like G Gundam sometimes actually falls into that category because some people. Are you kidding, man? There was a there, Ameri- some- there was an American cartoon that recently referenced G Gundam. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that still don't know what G Gundam is, so I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like sometimes that one's a little. Well, it's not as popular as Gundam Wing. I'll say that much. Yeah. I mean, you can make the argument that a lot of people now don't check out Gundam. Mm, that's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah, like, but I'd say Wing oh boy, is they, the biggest they, of them. They, they announced a C movie. Who cares? Well, I'll tell you who cares. Japan cares very much. Seed prints money. For in some Japan. reason. <laughs> not so much in the U.S., <laughs> But it still does all right. So continuing on, Black Lagoon mentioned by Allison and uh, Professor Bro. I almost put that on my list, but I mean, I've talked about Black Lagoon enough. (laughs) Great show. Definitely worth your time. Check it out on Funimation, Hulu. I think those are the only places it's currently streaming. And of course, buy it on Blu-ray. Not, not too so long ago, 
not not too long ago they put out a pretty cool like premium set for Michael Goon, right? The I one that they... was like in like the gun case. Yeah. Yeah, that Very. looked dope. Very cool. I'm still not sure if he was entirely serious, but he said he was. Uh, Inuyasha-san brought up Tenchi GXP. Yeah, no. Just no. He was backed up by Jeffries Herrera, but no. I'm shaking my head right now. (laughs) In a sense, it is underrated, but in another sense, it's terrible. It's underrated because it's awful and bad. Let us not speak of Tenchi things beyond the first two OVAs in Tenchi Universe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he had sex with Rio Oki. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Sketch wanted to get that out. Why? Look, I am all for Tenchi getting with Ryoko and Ayaka at the same time, but some of those other girls, no. And Rio Oki, excuse me? <laughs> no. I guess he was no, into no, bestiality. No, no. Eh, Tenchi's a weird boy. But to make the comparison to GXP, the end of GXP was the most groan-worthy moment like I think I've ever seen televised of an anime where the guy ends up with a uh, Monogamy, right? <laughs> so, not monogamy, polygamy. The opposite. <laughs> I am tired. Uh, so he ends up with all the wives. And for some reason that I just, I could not stand that. But this one moment where Tenchi ends up with all the girls, I'm like, good for you, Tenchi. <laughs> good for you. Except so some of those girls, no. <laughs> just No. Bad Tenchi. <laughs> Go to horny jail. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I can hear Darrell screaming somewhere, but uh, Rogue Soul Reaper Stephen Oz and Jeffries Herrera say Dimension W. And I almost put this on my list because I do think it's underrated. I don't think it's great, but I do think it's underrated. We've talked about that show in length in uh, prior podcasts. Mm hmm. Didn't we? Did we do weekly recaps for that show? We yes. might have. I remember uh, yes, listening yes. to those. Yes, we did. Well, it was pretty good for that fodder. And you know what else was? A comic of kill, which was brought up by at the young ghoul, spelled with, an o, with a zero instead of an O. I don't think a comic a kill is underrated per se, but sure. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking pure ratings numbers, it was the <laughs> highest premiere of any show. <laughs> Not the highest rating ever, but the highest premiere of any show. And it continues. It will always have that claim to fame. Good for it. Uh, at GFK, no, GFJKLOPKR. Oh, this is going to be hard to pronounce multiple times. <laughs> Mentioned a lot of things among Nadesco, which only aired on two, ep- two episodes during Giant Robot Week, and that is a good show. 
and people should check it out. Also has Spike Spencer in it. Mm-hmm. And lots of screaming. So at JFJKLOPKR and Stephen Oz mentioned He-Man 2002, which is a very good show. I cared nothing for the original He-Man. It was a little bit before my time, and I never really saw the reruns. But when that show came out, I was like, oh, I like this. Sword and sorcery, cool characters, good action. It looked really slick. It knew when to take itself seriously and when to joke around. And it was a really good show. And I'm pretty sure it's streaming somewhere. And when I see the images of the upcoming He-Man show, I was like, this really reminds me of the 2002 one. (laughs) Will it be as good? Well, we'll see. It at the very least has a baller voice cast. (laughs) Hopefully. Now, Paul was arguing that this is not underrated, but I I think it's fair to mention, also from GFJKLOPKR, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, which is a show that doesn't really get talked about much these days. So... So uh, let me say this real quick. Like the reason I don't think it's so at the time when Johnny quest came out, that was one of the first shows that was on Toonami. Um, there had been obviously the animated version, but this was the more CGI version of it. That was on Toonami. If I remember correctly, um, well, like half of it was CGI, half of it. Was yeah. Half of it was CGI. Animation. Half of it was cartoon. And the traditional animation, um, a lot better than the CGI. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. And so basically, I argue that while, yes, right now it's an underrated show because a lot of people don't remember Johnny Quest. At the time, Johnny Quest was a very popular show. So, I mean, it's I guess that one's kind of is kind of 50 50 there, honestly. Yes. At the time, it was popular, but now it's not really. So mm. it, it could fall under either or. You know what I mean? And if you want to watch it, it's a little hard to find, but I was able to buy it on Amazon Video. <laughs> yes, I bought it. It was on sale, and I bought it. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't remember how much I liked that show, but I feel like I liked it a decent amount. <laughs> It's it's no DC animated universe, that's for sure. And it's no SWAT cats, but it's all right. <clears throat> and Paul almost put Reboot on his list, but at least two people do agree with you that it was underrated. At Fade Runner 1984 and at J K J F J K L O P K R. I'm sure I'm going to mess this up at some point. <laughs> yes, you are. I, I mean, Reboot is one of those shows that's definitely, like, it It was underrated at one point because it was, it was just like a show that was on, I believe it was just on ABC for a while. And then all of a sudden, somehow Toonami got their hands on it, played the whole series, and then was able to make a new season of it. So... And that new season, by the way, is arguably one of the, probably the best season of the series. So, like, mm. what? <clears throat> Man, my two bobs, that was some stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, 
I mean, I I really I really enjoyed this. It's a series, good show. It's really I, good. I, I felt like, and by the way, they they've tried to reboot this series, quote unquote, yeah. reboot it. Uh, let's not talk about the Guardian Code. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Yeah, the one that they put on uh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. That, mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. That that wasn't the smartest thing for them to do. So I, I, I mean, I, I hope they do an animated version again, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, that's another show that I wish like would come out. I, I don't know if you can stream it anywhere or whatever, but I wish like that would come back a little bit too, because I, I miss that show too. It was on VRV. I don't think it is anymore. <laughs> It it oh. might still be. It might be on Hulu now. Who knows? Who knows? Shout Factor released it on DVD. <clears throat> All right. Do we have any other ones before we get on out of here? Yeah. Well, uh, JFJK, which actually I'll be referring to, girlfriend. Just kidding. <laughs> is uh, also putting one up for Megas. Uh, at versus Wayne one, I. Cannot say that I feel Sailor Moon is the least bit underrated, but I thought it was worth mentioning that you mentioned it. And likewise, at Chaos Master 42, bringing up Tenchi, the whole series, and at Fade Runner 1984, bringing up Outlaw Star. That's not underrated, bro. <laughs> and more people for Ronin Warriors at JFJK and at Level Up underscore carry that's lvl up underscore carry hard and jeffrey's herrera has a whole bunch here dot hack sign which aired for only four episodes on toonami before it was moved to late night on saturdays uh i like dot hack sign i thought it was a really interesting show and some people might say that SAO ripped it off, but apparently they were written around the same time. So, eh. But as far as an animated series goes, it beat SAO to the punch. <laughs> Jeffrey's Herrera, Dice, really? I don't know, bro. <laughs> Dice was just a poor man's Zoids. I just remember Dice being boring. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't last very long either. Transformers Cybertron. It's okay. It was a perfectly fine Transformers show. There was no Beast Wars. There was no Transformers Prime, but... Or Transformers Anime. You know, there's been a lot of Transformers shows. Well, well, wait a minute. Cybertron was actually pretty good. I said I it was, was very pretty surprised good. by that series. It was, it was no Beast Wars. I will agree with that, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Plus, you gotta love the Ocean Group continuing to voice the characters. David Case, Megatron. Uh, Jeffrey Serrera brought up some more Toonami Jetstream exclusives, including Mare, The Prince of Tennis, which was almost on my list. I really enjoyed The Prince of Tennis. I thought the dub was pretty good, and I was happy that it ever so briefly aired on Toonami. I wish they hadn't pulled the Skip skipping episode shenanigans like they did with Mare, but eh. it also felt really weird to watch The Prince of Tennis at like 10 p.m. at night. It's that's the kind of show that it should be daylight out when you're watching it. Yeah, 
there are very few night scenes of Prince of Tennis, so it's like it just feels very jarring. Very, very. And Ikaro no Go, which is a very good series that was exclusive to Toonami Jetstream. I think it actually aired on Imagine Asian TV in the U.S., but they streamed it on Jetstream, and I I enjoyed watching it there. Ikaro no Go is, of course, a show about playing Go and a spirit that plays Go. Yeah, really good. Good series. I like that Jetstream also put up like the little tutorials on how to play Go as well. That was a nice touch. Jetstream had some neat little extra videos that really didn't show up anywhere else. <clears throat> and iShield 21, which was only five episodes, and the dub is definitely a hack job, but I think despite that, it was actually pretty good. And I wish that there was more. That English opening is also very catchy. iShield 21! <laughs> I don't think, is it catchy? I mean, it's kind of painful on the ears, too. I think that's Just, what makes it catchy. You remember the pain. Uh, I I guess. <laughs> and he also mentioned, this, this. these are all Jeffrey Herrera, also mentioned Kiba, which was the last show to premiere on Toonami Jetstream. Interestingly, a dub from ADV at the time, which before... Jetstream was basically just uh, Viz shows and Cartoon Network shows and some Toei shows like One Piece and Bobo Bo and Dragon Ball were on there eventually. So uh, an ADV show was quite unexpected and Kiba was an interesting note to go out on, that's for sure, because this was actually after or around the time that Toonami went off the air and they added a new show to Jetstream. It was a curious thing. I don't remember much about this show other than it being pretty neat and somehow involving card games. Uh, any, anything you can add, V-Lord? I remember the opening being very good. And mm. yeah, it was about card games, but like, honestly, if you didn't know that going in, I don't think you would realize it because there really aren't that many cards like in the show itself. Like it just felt like a normal fantasy show. Not that interesting of a mm -hmm. fantasy show, but it was something, yeah. I guess. It was a little on the boring side. <laughs> but bless their hearts, they tried. It was definitely a curiosity, if nothing else. So if you have any additional shows that you wanted to highlight, you can feel free to tell us, uh, podcast at TsunamiFaithful.com or hashtag TsunamiTalkBack. Maybe we'll get back to this topic at another time. I was hoping to have maybe more than just the three of us on here to discuss some shows, but that couldn't happen, so maybe we'll revisit this topic sometime down the line with other people. Who knows? There's been so many shows that have aired on Toonami, past and present, that we could definitely dig in deeper. Though we dug pretty deep this time, especially with the Twitter submissions. So thank you for your participation. And if yes, I didn't read you. your participation, I'm sorry. 
I probably didn't see it. <laughs> okay, Bob. And, and we'll just have the punish sketch later. It's fine. <laughs> oh, wait. Did we mention that uh, at Mentinzo, put uh, Woolen Warriors? We did mention that. Okay. We we just mentioned it earlier. Yeah, All we mentioned right. it earlier, and we're moving on. <laughs> no, we need to talk about Woolen Warriors oh, for two yes. more hours. No, Paul needs some sleep, and we're not going to do that. Woo, lit. Woo, lit. Anyways. I threw a so, shoe at him, and then he started convulsing. <laughs> what a so line delivered by Sean Schemmel. Let's talk about where you can listen to us, where you can email us, all that good jazz. As Sketch uh, mentioned, you can email us, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, you can tweet us. At Toonami Podcast, please do follow that Twitter account if you're a new listener. Uh, Facebook.com slash Toonami Faithful Podcast. Please like us there on Facebook as well to listen to every single episode of our podcast too. As for listening to us, you can listen to us on pretty much every single podcast app now that's out there. Uh, but basically the, the most important ones are Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh soundcloud.com slash tsunami faithful podcast is our main hub where you can hear every single episode from episode one to this episode uh on that on there exclusively and see all have all the episodes not every single podcast app has all of our episodes so that's why i'm saying that's an exclusive also uh we have a website podcast.tunamifaithful.com uh if you go there all of our episodes are there um Obviously, they're they're pulling from SoundCloud, so you can, you know, listen to our podcast and whatnot there as well, and also look at every single app that we're on. Uh, one note: we did recently join Pandora, so if you listen to podcasts on Pandora, we are there as well. So please uh, do follow us there if you if you use that for podcasting. So. Uh, and by the way, shout out to everybody in France because wow, you you listen more than people in the United States, so which is really weird. But hi France, hi tsunami France. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then so you can also um, before we uh, sign off, so to speak, uh, you can donate to us if you'd like. There's a a page tsunamifaithful.com/slash/donate. There's three different ways that you can donate. You can do a, a PayPal one-time payment if you'd like. There's our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash faithful, where you can pay a monthly subscription as much as a as dollar all the way up through, you know, other tiers that we have. Um, and then there's also, if you go through our Right Stuff link and purchase items on rightstuff.com, we get a portion of that profit so you get to get anime, you don't have to give us extra money, and we get a portion of whatever you buy. So three ways that you can help us. All the money goes towards the podcast and the website. And by the way, on Patreon, any content that you see is original content from us. It is nothing pulled from Adult Swim. It is nothing illegal. Sketch, if you don't believe me, Sketch can confirm it if you'd like to ask him in private. So that way... I'm not looking like I did something or whatever, because <laughs> I think sometimes people everything's above board open. over here. So, and uh, yeah, that's that's 
about it, but uh, let's get on out of here. V Lord, where can they find you, sir? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at VLORDGTZ. And then I write various manga and light novel reviews for all-comic.com, as well as editorials for the Toonami Faithful website. And then I do a bunch of podcasts, the biggest of which is the Demon Slayer podcast on Twitter at Podcast, but then I do a few others, including Oversoul Shaman King podcast on Twitter at Shaman King Pod, my general anime and manga podcast, Dumb Weebs Podcast on Twitter at Dumb Weebs Pod, and then my Shogakukan manga and anime focus podcast, Saturday Night Shoggy, which is on Twitter at Sat Night Shoggy. So check out all of those if you're interested in listening to more of me. Mm-hmm. All right. And Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And this is not at all related to me, but related to the previous podcast where we talked about the possibility of not having any ratings coverage in the future. But there has been a solution. We'll see if it sticks. But uh, currently, Colt has been able to track down some ratings. Pretty cool. Ratings are back. Yay. We can now see behind the curtain again. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yes. Paul, where can they find you? And yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can message me, email me, uh, paulpascrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. And if you're on our Toonami Faithful um, Discord, you can find us, you can find me by just at Paul Pascrillo. So, yeah. And uh, that's that's it for uh, this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. Uh, we do appreciate it, and that's the reason we keep doing this podcast, because you guys keep listening. Please do share with a friend our podcast, and please you know, tell everybody to listen because if nobody listens, we won't do the podcast. So, but, uh, that's it for this week's tsunami faithful podcast. Peace. We're out. What's going on here? Well, they are kind of cute.